Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, it's good to see everyone here this morning. My name is Pastor Jeremy, and uh, man, I'm excited to be with you this morning. We're in the middle of a series, but before I get to do that, if you're a first-time guest, can we clap and just welcome you for being here today? So glad you're here. And make sure when you walk in through those doors, please make sure you fill out one of those connect cards. And man, we would love to simply connect with you. We're not going to visit you, stalk you, or spam you, but make sure you fill that out so we can connect with you. And after you fill that out, on the backside, there's prayer requests. We want to pray for you. Every single week, we are praying for requests. And so make sure you write, you know, write down your prayer. We will pray for you. Also, you can take notes on the back. And when you leave here today, leave it on your seat and we will collect those and make sure we get you connected. Man, I am pumped. I'm excited. Raise your hand if you're junior high or high school. Come on, junior high, high school. What's up? And so, man, we have summer camp coming up. Be proud. We have summer camp coming up at the end of July. And so, man, we're going to go to California. We're going to leave your parents, all right? We're going to leave your parents, and we're going to go to California, and we're going to leave 120-degree weather, and we're going to go party in California from Monday to Friday at the end of July. So make sure you sign up to go at the uh, at Avenue Central for summer camp. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to start a new series called Road Trip. Touch your neighbor and say, you ready? All right, you ready? Touch your neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you ready? And uh, so we're excited for a new series. It's kicked off. We are ready. And so raise your hand if you're going on a road trip this summer. Be proud. Raise your hand if you're going somewhere. Raise your hand if you're getting on an airplane. Planes, trains, automobiles, anything. All right? Some of you are literal. Like, we're, we're going on an airplane. Don't raise your hand. All right? We're going on a road trip somewhere this summer. And I got to thank Milo. Milo brought his 1965 Mustang. Oh. And somebody asked me, are we raffling that off today? I wish. I wish. I, 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 I would cheat and say, oh, I got it, you know. But it's out there in the front, and it's a beautiful car, so make sure you take a picture with it. And uh, beautiful, beautiful car. So we're hoping to do something every other Sunday as we, jo- as we join in on road trip. Now, I think every single person in this room, you've gone on a road trip of some way, shape, or form. You've gone on a road trip somehow. And so uh, raise your hand if you've been, ever been on a road trip before technology, before Technology, all right, no Game Boys, all right, no iPhones, be proud. Where you at? You're showing your age, you're showing your age before all of that. And uh, so I want to make sure that about 80s or 90s, even 70s, 60s, we would go on road trips and we didn't have technology because it wasn't invented. So we invent games, right? To torture our parents, to torture our siblings. And so we'd sit in the back seat and we would do a game like line on the seat. How many know what I'm talking about? Don't cross the line. And I was like, my brother was bigger, so we had more seat than I did. And if I crossed that line, what would happen? A love touch. I'm like, oh, Dad, what's going on here? Don't cross the line. How about the alphabet game? And we played the alphabet game on the road trip, right? You're driving around the road, you're like, A, 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 Avenue, you know what I mean? And B, you gotta find a B, gotta find a B, you know? And I was I always got stuck with, with uh, X, all right? I didn't live in Las Vegas growing up. I lived in North Dakota where there's nothing with an X on it except trains, railroad X things, you know? And so we didn't have Zizek Road, or what is it? Zizek Exhibit, Exhibit, Zizek, whatever it is. On the way to California, we all go, oh my God, look at that road. We never go there. How about another game like Guess Who, the guessing game? How many know that game? And uh, so, so many different games that we could play on 
the road. And so if you can, can you turn off the smoke? Because I'm, I'm, I'm done hazing for today. It's too early to vape. <laughs> too early to vape for me. But, man, I got to tell you, a little disclaimer. I apologize if you're a first-time guest today. But a little disclaimer today is that, and normally we're life-giving. Normally we're, we're real positive. But my disclaimer for the Road Trip Series is that the left lane are for cars going faster than you. Can I get an amen? All right? The left lane is fast. So, so if you don't know what that is, when your hand's on the steering wheel and you got an L that's like a loser, you know, that's left lane. All right? Stay out of that lane and let your pastor through. All right? Let your pastor through. That's why I don't think we have, um, we don't have, thank you, Lorenzo. We don't have, um, like, bumper stickers for Avenue just yet. We will. We will. But I'm trying to be a witness. I'm not a witness when I drive. And so that, boom, Avenue Church pastor, I'm so sorry. I'll pray for them. All their hands on them. I once was uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, ministering at a church, and uh, I was 19 at the time, and so they gave me a church van, a 15-passenger church van with their logo plastered on the side, and they're like, you know, like, you look old enough. I'm like, yeah, I am, you know, and they gave me the keys, and we went sightseeing, and, and we're driving this church van, and in Oklahoma City, got kind of busy in the road, and we're driving back to the church, kind of an uh, urban area, and the two lanes went into one lane, so I kind of freaked out, because it's a big van, wasn't used to driving a 15-passenger van, so what I do, like any good Christian would do, I sped up, and I went, boom, I went as fast as I could, cut a car off to get into the, that lane before it merged into one, and they said, we did it, you know. And then later on that evening, the pastor came up and he said, hey, we got a phone call about a, our church van cutting people off. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but many of us, we're going on a road trip this summer. We're heading out on vacation. And so here at Avenue Church, this is the place for you to belong before you believe. This is the place where we believe that you should do life with others. Don't do life alone. So pop the screen up. If you're going somewhere or even on last year's vacation, I want you to, to post your road trip pictures online and tag us. Avenue LV Church on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. And tag us your family road trip, whether it's an airplane, backyard, you know what I mean, summer staycation, you know. Uh, post it, and we want to share your photo every single Sunday. We want to share your road trip photos every single Sunday. The, 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 the high schoolers just got pumped. Huh? You pumped? You pumped for that? And so we want to make sure we got to share your road trip photos. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you Bibles on the side. Please don't be embarrassed, but you can walk over and grab one and keep it forever. Uh, or if you already have a Bible at home, or I want you to get your iPhones out, your Androids out. Android users, we love you, all right? But get your iPhones out. Get your Bible app on going on. Check in on Facebook. Use that for notes, because how many know the devil can take it from your mind, but he can't take it from your paper, all right? So I want you to write that down. Make sure we get some notes in today. And we're excited to go to Genesis Chapter 12, my name's Jeremy, and I'm excited to pastor this church, and I'm pumped for Road Trip Series. I'm pumped. It's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be a great summer for Road Trip Series. But I want to take you through the life of Abraham, through the life of Abraham in the Bible, because he is someone who went on a faith journey. He's someone who went on a faith journey that every single one of us, when we choose to take a step towards Christ, 
We're going to go on a faith journey. We're going to encounter the unknown. We're going to leave our comfort. We're going to be able to go to a different destination we never thought we would go to before. And so in, this, in Genesis chapter 12, we're going to read a story about a, name, a man named Abram. Later on, his name is, becomes Abraham. Because how many know when you go on a faith journey with Christ, you don't come back the way you left? How many know when you go on a faith journey with Christ, he's going to change your identity? He's going to change your name for the better? He's going to do a good work in your life? And blessings are going to come into your life that you can never comprehend or conceive because we serve a good God. But we got to go on that faith journey. We got to go on that faith journey. And so uh, Genesis chapter 12, you can follow along to the screen behind me, but Genesis chapter 12 says this, and the Lord had said to Abram. Now this tells us that God had a relationship with Abram. This tells us that God, that Abram knew God. Abram knew God. And God said to Abram, go from your country. Say, tell your neighbor, go. All right, go. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household. So leave all that and go to the land that I will show you. I will show you. Notice it doesn't say, hey, Abram, here's the land. Will you go? God is saying, I haven't showed you yet, but will you go? And there's many of us in this room, we say, hey, I'll take a step towards God, but I won't do it until he shows me first. And God says, that's not the way I play. God says, I need you to take a step and trust me, then I will show you where to go. The instructions come after the obedience begins. The instructions come after the obedience begins. I'm preaching good this morning. Come on, 11 a.m. I'll shout you down. So here's what it says. I'll make you a great nation. You understand, when you take a faith journey with God, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. The message version says, I'll make you famous, all right? I'll make you a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. How many are sitting in this room, you're like, sign me up. You'll curse my enemies? Sign me up, Jesus. But God says, I will, I will have your back. I am your Lord, and I love you. I will bless those who bless you. Uh, whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people, I want you to catch this, and all the people of the earth, all your family, your influences, your friendships, your relationships, they will all be blessed through you. They will all be blessed through you. As you go on a faith journey, you're going to be rewrite history for your lineage. You're going to rewrite history. In my family, in the Bosma household, there's a pedophile. In the Bosma household, there's divorce. In the Bosma household, there's those that have been in prison, in prison. And I'm here to tell you, I am on a faith journey towards Christ, and God's going to bless those that are around me. He's going to bless my child and my children's children. Why? Because I have taken a faith journey. God said, I will bless them through you. I believe there's many in this room, you have no idea what that's like. You're saying, Pastor, you don't know where I'm from. You don't know where I grew up. You don't know my parents. And I'm here to tell you, God wants to bless you. But he wants to bless those around you. And so here it is in verse 4. So Abram went. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Have you ever noticed your kids are never ready 
to leave the house when it's time to leave the house? Can I get parents in this room some feedback? Have you ever noticed that? Especially if you want to test your Christianity, be late somewhere and bring a child with you. Where you're like, okay, I got everything. I packed everything up. We're ready for this road trip. We're ready to go. And you look at your kid and you're like, why are you naked? Where's your clothes? Where's your shoes, right? You're like, why aren't you ready? What is wrong with you? And have you, have you, ever, have you ever noticed, parents help me out here, have you ever noticed your kids are never in a hurry? Even when there's a time limit, they're never in a hurry. You're like, we got to get you to school in like 10 seconds. Or you woke up this morning and you're like, we got to get to church. We're 10 minutes late for Avenue Church. Get out of the car. And they're like, yeah. right, the seatbelt. Or they're just like sitting there and you're like, I will destroy you, you know. That's just what somebody told me. That's never happened to me. I'm your pastor. But how many know Abram was ready? Abram was ready in a season and out of season. That God said, go to that land. And Abram said, I'm all in. So touch your neighbor and tell them, let's take a trip this summer. Let's take a trip this summer. You ready? You ready? Let's take a trip this summer. The title of my message today is Don't Say No When God Says Go. Don't say no when God says go. Have you ever had someone talk themselves out of a vacation? I mean, for good reasons. Like they, like they, like they have money to go on vacation. They have the time off to go on vacation. I'm not talking about somebody that's like, let's go to Disneyland, just charge it. You know what I mean? You're like, whoa. But somebody that says, you know what, I got money and we got time off and, and we can do this and we can go on vacation. And then they start talking themselves out of it. But I'm, I'm really busy or, or, you know, I just, I, I, I can't or I don't have the time right now or, or, or maybe I, we don't deserve it. And, 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 and so often than not, a vacation becomes a bucket list item. I'm here to challenge you today. Like literally, I'm here to challenge you today. I have a word of the Lord for you. Take a literal vacation this summer. I encourage you to do that. It doesn't have to be $1,000 or $2,000. It could be 50 bucks. It could be $100. It could be a staycation somewhere. But I want to encourage you to go on a literal vacation. Like get in your car, all right, and go somewhere as a family and take another one without your kids. You hear me? All right, without your children, I love you. Bye, Felicia. All right? <laughs> and if you can't do both, leave your children with somebody and you go on your spouse vacation. Why? Because it's something we need to do. Something we need to, to recharge and to energize and to, and to get ready. But how many know, many of us, we stop talking ourselves out of a spiritual road trip. We, t- we talk ourselves out of what God has for us. We say, yeah, I'm ready to take a step. Yeah, I'm ready to dive all in. But, you know, it's not the time for me right now. You know what? It's, I got a lot going on. I need to get healed up. You know, I, I, I need to make sure I'm okay. I'm here to tell you, we got to stop talking ourselves out of what God has for us. Uh, my wife, literally almost every time, she's not in this service, so I get to kind of let loose a little bit. But every time we go to a, oh, hi, um, wife, sister. But anytime, anytime we go to a clothing store, 
We'll go to the clothing store, and I'll go with her. And if you're a guy, if you, if you own a store or retail store, can you please get more seats for men? Can, I, can you help me out? Like a man waiting room area with, with TV on, like Raiders game or something like that. But my wife will get a shirt. She'll find a shirt. She'll go, oh, this is cute. I'll pick out a shirt. What about this one? Put it back. Okay, I'll put it back, you know. And she'll get a shirt. She'll, I like this. She'll try it on, right? That's the second step. She'll try it on and go, I, I really like this shirt. Okay, let's get it. Let's go. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I want to go to the movie. You know what I mean? Like, let's get out of here. No, wait. And she'll go around the store holding that shirt. How many ladies? Am I talking to some ladies today? She'll go to that store and she'll do a couple laps around that same store. And I'm like, here she goes. There she goes. And then by the time we're ready to go, it's time to leave that store. She's looked at every single rack. Ross is demonic, but some, hey, it's okay. Terrifying to go to Ross. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> and she'll be at this store, and then by the time it's time to leave, she'll talk herself out of making that purchase. I, I shouldn't get it. Maybe it's somewhere else at another store. Maybe I'll find something better. And she'll put it on the rack. We'll leave that store, and days later, we'll come back, and she's like, I got to get that shirt. That is the shirt that God has for my life. I need that outfit. I need that shirt. Let's go, baby. Let's go back to that store, you know. And we go to that store, and that shirt is gone. So many times we talk ourselves out of the things that God has for our life. We talk ourselves out of the blessing that God has prepared for us. But we have to go. Listen to me. God has more reserve for your life. God wants to hook it up. God wants to bless you. But God wants you to move. God wants you to go. But don't say no when it's time to go. I believe this happens every time growth track comes around. Now, growth track is not like our big program. And how many people can we get into growth track? Growth track is to help you start your faith journey in Christ. It's to help you start, what is it to be a leader? What's Avenue Church all about? How do I know about God? How do I know about the different things of God? How do I know my spiritual gift? How do I know who I am? How can I make a difference in this life? But many of us, we talk ourselves out of that. We're saying, sign me up. And then we're like, I'm pretty hungry, right? I need some lunch right now. We got snacks in growth track. You know why I got to get my kid out of that, all that uh, uh, nursery? I got to get my kid out of Avenue Kids. I'm here to say there is, there is, that is still available during growth track. But I'm here to tell you that we got to stop talking ourselves out of the things that God has for us. Plus, somebody said this last week, last month, in growth track. Plus, in growth track, you get the password to our Wi-Fi. That's worth it right there, folks. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but we can't talk ourselves out of what God has for our life. James chapter 2, it says this. Faith by itself, if not accompanied with action, is dead. So faith by itself, it's not, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. I'm here to tell you, I've realized that every single time God has called me to go, every time God has called me to take a step, it's not always physical, but it can be a spiritual step that we take. And every time he makes me take that step of faith, it's uncomfortable because God wants faith. He doesn't want what is safe. He wants faith 
not what is safe. But so many times you might say, Abram took a step of faith. But you know what? A step of faith is not taking a step if you know exactly where you're going. A step of faith is not a step if you know exactly what the results will be. A step of faith is saying, God, I trust you. I'm just going to take a step towards you. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what you're doing. But how many know maps are for places people have been. God is going to send you somewhere no one has gone before. God wants faith. He doesn't want you to be safe. So I have two choices to make when God calls. I can either say no or I could say I'll go. Because faith says go, but fear says no. But I want you to understand, sure, uh, the opposite of faith is fear, and, and I, I've heard that. And, but I'm here to kind of challenge a notion this morning, is that I think faith should be greater than fear. Faith should be greater than fear. I'm here to tell you, every single morning I get up on this platform, I'm a little bit afraid. I'm a little bit afraid. I'm here to tell you, every time God asks me to take a step of faith, that's a little uncomfortable. That's a little scary. But did you know, it's still faith when you take a step. It just has to be greater than fear. Your yes has to be greater than your no. I'm here to tell you, do it afraid. Do it afraid. God says, go. Abram's probably like, I got a lot of good stuff happening for me here. I got a wife, I got all this stuff. And God said, go, and Abram took a step. Abram left immediately. I'm here to challenge you today, go, go. Many of us are in this room, you won't go until there's zero fear. And I'm here to tell you, you'll never go. You'll never go. There's always fear, but faith has to be greater than fear. The Bible says God has not given you a spirit of fear. And so fear is going to always try to influence you. Fear will always try to get you off track. But you're going to say, no, God has given me a sound mind. God has given me power and victory as I believe him. So don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of getting hurt again. Don't be afraid of, God, did I really hear you or was that just bad pizza last night? Because we've all been there. But I'm going to tell you, over the, next, uh, over the next couple months, I'm going to share with you, how do we hear the voice of God? I'm going to share with you, how do we do it afraid? I'm going to share with you, the, through the life of Abram, later becomes Abraham, and Sarai, who later becomes Sarah, how to walk by faith. How do we go on a faith journey? I can tell you, about four years ago, about four years ago, my wife and I, we were serving together at a church. Things were great. Had a, uh, had a child and just loved what we were doing. And I was driving down the road. And I was driving down the road. I was listening to talk radio. Not SOS. I tried to sometimes, right? I was listening to talk radio. And I got a haircut. I got back in the car. And all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the radio turned over to uh, someone talking about Las Vegas. And I was driving down the road. They talk about, yeah, the southwest part of town. Southwest part of town. And they said, they're going to build a wet and wild in the southwest part of town. And as I heard that, I didn't get too excited because I don't get excited to be somewhere with my shirt off and wet. It's just not me, you know. And so I'm driving down the road. And I said, man, that would be a great place for someone to start a church. 
And all of a sudden, God spoke to me. How many know God likes to do that when you try to put it on somebody else? Man, that would be great if someone would fix that and God's saying, it's going to be you, sucker. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road. I said, that would be a great place for someone to start a church. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And, he, uh, and when he spoke to me, it wasn't like, Jeremy. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got a car wreck. And it wasn't like that. But when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, it was on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to start that church. And when he spoke that in my spirit, and you might be like, whoa, what kind of church am I going to? I'm telling you, I'm not like that. As I'm driving down the road, I checked the air conditioning. I was like, did it just get real cold in here because I got goosebumps? What is going on? And I pulled over to the side of the road, and I said, God, what? He said, I want you to start a church. I said, where? Wet and wild? I'm not going to start a church at wet and wild. That's going to be a sweet baptism, though, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Whoa. I said, God, I need the details. How many men in this room, when you go on a road trip, you hate asking for directions, but when it comes to God's plan and his call, you want all the details. Why? Because you're not in charge. Because you're not in charge. And so I said, God, where? How? What do we do this? How do you start a church? Is this in an alley? Do I open up a van that just pulls up people and go, hey, you want to start a church? You know what I mean? Like, how do we do this? But how many know we got ready to go, but we waited until God said go. We waited for God to say go. So we got ready. We went to Alabama on our own money and our own vacation and got prepared and had a lot of barbecue and spent two days learning how to start a life-giving church. Came back to Vegas. We prayed. We fasted. We said, how do we do this? And I got to tell you, someone came to me during our last church. They came to me and said, hey, pastor, real quick. I was like, what's up? What's going on? And they said, God told me you're starting a church. So when are we going? And I was like, whoa, time out. Who'd you talk to? Because how many know when you go on a faith journey, after you take that step, the details and the instructions come later. When you take that step, confirmation begins to show up at your door. And you say, God, I don't know if this is the right way, but I believe in God. And when God does that, God gives you a little hope. God gives you a little bit of faith along the way. We couldn't physically see, but we believed. We believed. This is why faith is all about allowing God to drive on the road trip. Have you ever noticed, like some of us, we grew up with crazy parents. And we still got in the car and we still trusted them to get to our destination. I'm not talking about, right? Some of you are like, oh, he's kidding, right? But how many times when we get in the car with God, we say, God, do I trust you to take me to my destination? Do I trust you to take me on a faith journey? Romans chapter 4, verse 3 says, for, all, for the scriptures tell us that Abraham believed God. And God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Not because of what he did, but because he believed. Because he believed. Abraham was counted righteous because he believed. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, this is the faith chapter. And this is what it says. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, the insurance about what 
we do not see. It's the assurance of what we do not see. You might be sitting in this room and you don't have any plans or any vision for your life. God is saying, you don't need vision for your life. Just believe me and I'll give you vision for your life. I want to encourage you today. Let's believe God. Let's take that step of faith today. And God's going to begin to show you. Because when Abraham took that step, he went to a land. And in Genesis chapter 12, I think it's verse 6 or 7, God began to speak to him and say, Now that you're here, now I can show you. This is the land that I will give you. I think last year, my wife was up in North Dakota, and I flew up there and surprised her. And said, hey, babe. I left my son with my mom. And we drove on a quick trip to Mount Rushmore. And when we got down to Mount Rushmore, we stayed in the town outside of Mount Rushmore called Rapid City. And we spent the night. And she was excited. She'd never seen Mount Rushmore. And so all throughout the town, we're driving through Rapid City. She's like, is that Mount Rushmore? I'm like, babe, that's a little hill. That's, that's, that's not Mount Rushmore. All right? And so we're driving around. She's like, she's, is that Mount Rushmore? Is that George Washington's face? I'm like, babe, that's a rock. That's not his face. Uh, we're not even close. I don't know if my Vegas wife was like Statue of Liberty downtown on the strip. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's the Statue of Liberty. No, it's a little small. Uh, the real one's bigger in New York City. And so we get down to uh, get down to Mount Rushmore area, and she's looking for everything. She's like, is that it? Is that it? How many know my wife believed that I was going to take her to the destination, but she couldn't comprehend what it looked like. Because as we begin to drive up, there's a little hill you got to drive up. And as we go on top, it's in, there, it's in full view. And so I'm thinking, oh, man, she's going to love this. She's going to be like, yay, it's Mount Rushmore, you know, all excited. And so we're driving around, and boom, there it is. It's, it's beautiful. It's huge. It's, it's, it's a wonder of the world. And as we go up there, also she looks at it, she goes, oh. I was like, yeah, baby, right? Like, your boy did good, you know? And also she looks at it, and then she starts bawling, starts crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, like, like do you like it? Is this okay? And she began to cry and say, I, I could never imagine it being that big. I could never imagine it being that beautiful. How many know when you trust the driver, God's going to show you something that you've never imagined before. God's going to bring blessings into your life. God's going to bring favor into your life. Why? Because there's a process to the promise, but the promise is worth it. But the promise is worth it. The promise is worth it. That God wants to give you hope and a vision and a future for your life. That I believe God is calling you to a new place. God is calling you to some greater levels. But we got to take that step. We got to, don't say no when God says go. So why do we say no? I'm going to go quick with this. But we say no because we're afraid of our past. We say no because we're afraid of our past. I'm here to encourage you today. If you've accepted Jesus into your heart, we believe that we want you to know God. That's everything you see here today. That's this message. That's the worship experience. That's everything that's going on here today. We want you to know God. But 87% of Christians never get to the second point, which is finding freedom. That we want you to find freedom. But Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. 
It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm in that. Don't allow the lies of the enemy to dictate that. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. What's that yoke? That is being, that is being one with your sin. And you say, I'm taking that yoke off. Why? Because I am free and I am free indeed. So don't be afraid of your past. Don't allow your past to dictate your future. But many of us in this room, I believe, we're afraid of our future. We're afraid of what's to come. We're afraid. And we have, a, we have worry and anxiety, especially when we're not in control. We're not in control. I have encountered worry and anxiety in my own life. I'm here to share with you today. It is not, worry and anxiety is not a great item to pack on your trip. Worry and anxiety can ruin a vacation. Worry and, worry and anxiety can ruin the things that God has for your life. And it's a process. I'm not here to tell you, stop worrying. I'm not here to tell you, stop with that anxiety. Are you a Christian? I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a process. It's a process to say, God, I'm trusting you more and more every single day. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let's worry. Uh, not, don't, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. I got to tell you, thank God for GPS. Anybody here today? Thank God for GPS. My grandparents still get the big old map out, right? Boom, and they're penciling it out. I love it when my parents call me when they come to Las Vegas. My dad will call me, got directions to your house. My dad, uh, hang up and tell Surrey where, you know, tell Surrey the address on where you want to go. We have a GPS system that will help us to get there. Now, this is cheesy. I'm sorry. Last service liked it. It's the 930 crowd. But I'm here to tell you, GPS really is God's positioning service. So when you open up the GPS in your Bible, it begins to tell you where to go. Cheesy. I know. I'm sorry. Cheesy. Cheesy. But you're never going to forget it, are you? You got GPS, God positioning service. Ah, oh, shut up. But this is how you get to your destination. This will give you turn-by-turn turn directions. This will help you. Even when you go off course and you lay this down and say, forget it, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is going to go recalculating, recalculating, oh, shut up, Holy Spirit, recalculating, take a U-turn. No, I know how to get there, GPS. Recalculating, you need to get back on track because God's Word is your GPS system. It's your GPS system. I wrote this down. This is uh, pretty fun. Sometimes I have fun when I study. But we're, we're so full of worry and fear because we want to be in control. That God, I'll do this thing called Christianity if it's done on my way, if it's done on my terms. You know what? Grace is amazing. So I'm going to take grace for all areas of my life. And God say, you got to have faith. you got to take that step. That some of us, we have so much control. When Jesus takes the wheel, go on the radio, we turn that radio off. See, I told you it was bad. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, it says, By faith, I want you to catch this. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive his inheritance. He would later receive his blessing. He would later receive, if you follow along with our series this summer, he will later receive the things he was asking God for. Those big prayers. Those cries of your heart. Where you're saying, it's been too long, it's been forever. But this is what it says, you will later receive your inheritance, 
because he obeyed and he went. He didn't say no. He said, I'll go. Even though he did not know where he was going. He did not know where he was going. Do you know how you're on the right path? It's the peace of God. I'm upset. Fear is still going to be there. But it's the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. For some of you, please write this down. If you, if you uh, deal with worry, anxiety, or control, or maybe you're in your life right now and you have a big decision to make, I want you to write down Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. This is the New Living Translation. It says this. Do not worry about anything. It's that pray about everything. And some of us, we're really good at that first part, aren't we? Oh, I can worry. I'm legit at that. We can worry, but we need to pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. What is that? That's believing by faith. God, thank you that you have the answer. Thank you that you're in control. Then you experience God's peace. God's peace. By experience, I can get through any storm, any tragedy, any trial, if I have the peace of God. If I have the peace of God, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Your peace of God will guard your heart and your mind if you live in Christ Jesus. That means we're guided by his word, not by our feelings. I don't feel like doing this today. I don't feel like waking up. I don't feel like going on my faith journey. And God is saying, it's a journey worth taking. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be too comfortable, but it's going to be worth it. Why? There's a process to God's promises. How many excited for road trip this summer? It's going to be great. I'll settle down. Maybe, maybe. But it's going to be a great series. So, band, come on up here as I close today. I found a story this week about a man named Cliff Young. I want you to look him up. But Cliff Young, he was a 61-year-old potato farmer. 61-year-old potato farmer. And he had a herd of goats. And so Cliff Young, he used to run after his goats. He would spend days running after them. He would spend days working in his farm. And there, I believe it was in Australia, there was a 544-mile marathon. Some of you are like, I did a 5K. That's like three miles, right, or something like that. This is a 544-mile marathon. I would, I would even, like, sign up for that. Y'all have fun. But it took about five, six, seven, eight days to run this marathon. And so Cliff, he showed up. He showed up, and all the other runners there were experienced. All the other runners had their running gear on. And Cliff showed up in his work boots and overalls. I'm here to run. Sometimes it can feel like church, right? Like you show up as you are, and everyone else is like, oh, wow, you're all experienced. That's cool. I got, okay, I'll keep going. And so he showed up ready to run. They made fun of him. They said, what are you wearing? What are you doing? And when they... When the race began, they said, ready, set, go. And all the other experienced runners, they took off. And there at Cliff, he was running at his own pace. It was literally like a tortoise and a hare. 
where he was just a slow turtle and these guys took off like rabbits. But what Clint didn't know was that during the 544-mile marathon, he didn't know that the runners would stop in the evenings and they would sleep a few hours. Clint didn't know that. And so Clint, he kept running. So by the next day, everyone woke up. They realized that what was behind them was now ahead of them. And Clint was ahead by five hours, six hours, and he was still running. He never stopped. All of a sudden, the news outlet uh, took it all in, and they said, he, he's got to stop running. So they slept the second night. The second day, Cliff's way ahead of them because he never stopped. The news outlet picked him up. He became famous way back in the day, and they began to say, this guy is running. He's running in boots and overalls, and he is, he is, he is way ahead. And he finished the race, what is it, in five days and 15 hours because he never stopped. The last guy behind them completed the race 10 hours later. Why do I tell you that? Because Cliff never stopped. When he got to the end of the race, they said, Cliff, you won. You did it. Here's $10,000. Here's a cash prize. And he said, there's money at the end of this? And what Cliff did but he gave all the money away because he felt bad for the guys that didn't win. How many know when you go on a faith journey, there's always a reward at the end? How many know there is blessings coming your way when you take that step of faith? But they asked Cliff. They said, Cliff, how'd you do it? How'd you, first time, how'd you beat experts? How'd you beat professionals? And he, all he said was, I never stopped. I never stopped. I'm here to challenge you today. Will you take a step in a faith journey with Jesus Christ? Will you believe for God to do exceedingly and abundantly more in your life? But I'm here to challenge you today. Don't stop. Don't stop. You could be going slow. You could be going fast. You could be sprinting. You could be speed walking like at the mall. You can do anything you can. But I'm here to tell you, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let's begin to go on this journey, and let's go on it together as we do a series called Road Trip, A Faith Journey. Will you bow your heads, close your eyes, I'm going to pray with you today. Dear Father, thank you for who you are. That God, I pray today in Jesus' name. The Father, I pray that there's some folks in this audience today, that whether it was a week ago, a day ago, maybe years ago, Father, I believe you gave him a go. You gave him a green light. And God, I ask you today, will you bring that into our memory? Will you help us to remember the call? Will you help us to remember the call of God? The Father, I pray today for many of us in this room, God, I pray we'll take our first step, whether that'll be salvation, whether that'll be trusting God, allowing him to be at the wheel of our life. Maybe today, there's some folks in here, you, you need healing in your life, but that healing is going to take place as you go. Maybe it's growth track. Maybe it's serving. Maybe it's sharing your life in a small group. I'm going to ask you today, what is your go moment? What is your go word? What is your journey that God wants to take you on? Now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray, encourage us to read our word. Encourage us to pray. Encourage us to believe for the things of God. 
And Father, I pray, help us not to settle, but help us to believe for even greater. I believe there are those in this room today, you took a step of faith, but you got hurt. And the pain that you went through, I'm here to tell you, not all of it was God, because there is free will and we live in a broken world. But I'm here to challenge you today that nothing will remove the promises that God has over your life. I'm here to share with you today the pain has made you compassionate and kind. I'm here to share with you today that pain is going to be God's story for His glory. I'm here to share with you today, don't be afraid to take that step. Don't be afraid, in Jesus' name, to go on that faith journey. But I'm here to share with you today, if you're not careful, you'll become bitter instead of better. And I'm here to tell you that God has blessings reserved over your life. I'm here to share with you today, I believe that those around you will be blessed because you took a step. Family, friends, influences, co-workers, sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters, everything's going to change this summer because you took a step. Everything's going to change because God is going to bring blessings over your family, blessings over your life. That I pray in Jesus' name, God's going to remove the lid off your life. God's going to remove the limitations off of your heart, and God's going to do greater. God's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more. But maybe you're here today. You don't have any hope. You don't have hope for the future. Maybe you're here today. You say, Pastor, will you give me some hope today? Will you help me to give my life to Christ? Because notice, Abram had relationship with God. Then God called them. I'm here to tell you today, God's calling your name. Just like Moses in the burning bush. Moses wasn't looking for God. God was looking for him. I'm here to share with you today, God is looking for you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, will you, everybody pray this prayer with me today? Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I am. So today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. Say, today, you were raised for me. Now raise me to new life. So today, I say, I'll go instead of no. That today, I will follow you all the days of my life. That I know who I am. I am saved. I am redeemed. And I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, let's go on a trip. Let's go on a journey. In Jesus' name, everybody, shout it.